0: again and welcome to The Harvest. It's so good to see you again uh, and glad for you to join us and I know you're busy throughout the day and and you're taking some time setting it aside to spend with us for the next 30 minutes and you know with your favorite cup of coffee or glass of iced tea and and all your distractions aside, I encourage you to just spend some time with us undistracted uh, and let the Lord speak to your heart. There's some awesome things going on in the world today. God is still on the move, and uh, that's why we gather around here for these 30 minutes, to hear what the Lord has done to lay on people's hearts to go into different parts of the world in different capacities, uh, to expand the kingdom of God, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And we have a couple here today that I'm excited to get to know and for you to get to know and uh, introduce themselves. Uh, we welcome today to our harvest broadcast, Carrie and Tara Keys, uh, and they're called to the nation of Bolivia. And we're going to find out a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But first, uh, Carrie and uh, Tara, it's great to have you with us. Welcome to the harvest. Thank you. It's good to be here. Very good. Well, tell us a little bit about um, your lives. Now, uh, nobody, let's just uh, tell the story in such a way uh, with, with the understanding that nobody knows you. So how, how would you introduce yourself to someone in, in the sense of where you're from? How did you come to know the Lord? And how did God put uh, that calling in your life and you responding to it? Either one of you can start, but we'd love to hear from both of you. Go ahead.
1: I'm going to start. Okay. Sure. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents, I believe, were first generation Christians. And so um, we always went to church. I got saved whenever I was five um, and filled with the Holy Spirit when I was six. And I kind of have one of those boring testimonies where I didn't stray away. I didn't backslide. I just stayed in church, was real active in my youth group. And um, then Whenever I was about 15, um, I was in a Bible study on a Tuesday night and I remember we were all praying and I just felt like, um, God called me into missions and I didn't have any idea. Like there was no aha of where I was going to end up or what it was going to be. It was just a, Hey, you're going to be a missionary. And, um, anyway, you go ahead from there.
2: Okay. Um, I grew up in a pastor's home. Um, my dad pastored a church in Sedalia, Missouri. And, um, I, uh, I went on a, a missions trip to Venezuela in 90, I think it was 90. Uh, so it was before Venezuela was in the position that it's in now. Um, and I really felt a calling at that point that, you know, God had a, a future for me in missions. Um, I uh, I wasn't quite as good a kid as her, I guess. <laughs> I, I just kind of got into adulthood and, and uh, just got distracted. And I never turned my back on God, uh, but I wasn't serving him like I knew I should be. And it really he, he just kind of took me, you know, sometimes he's got to break you down to build your back up to where you need to be. And that's exactly what he did with me. Um, I mean, after we've been married for years, but I, mean, I got caught up in my career. Uh, I work in emergency medicine. I'm a paramedic. Um, I've been doing that for over 25 years now. And um, I just let my job really take over um, everything we need, about me.
1: What? I need to back up. Okay. Carrie okay. he moved into my neighborhood whenever I was yes, 11 I and he was 13. <laughs> And I knew I loved him like from that minute <laughs> and he, he didn't share that response. <laughs> but, um, anyway, finally, um, when we were older teenagers, I think I was, I don't know. I was still in high school, but, um, we did start dating and we got married and we talked about being missionaries, but we were at church one day and we had a visiting missionary. And after church, we asked him, you know, what do we need to do to start on this path? And he basically kind of told us that since we did, didn't have college that. And we weren't in college that it wasn't going to happen. So we got really um, kind of discouraged and that's kind of why life kind of took a different path at that time, because we listened to him instead of finding better counsel, <laughs> and, um, but yeah. And so we did, uh, I don't know. We, I was a stay at home mom uh, after we had kids, we have four kids. And um anyway, we go from there.
2: Okay. Uh so anyway, we uh we just really felt um just really felt God working in our lives and calling us back to where we needed to be and um that he had more for us. And we had kind of a period of just um kind of a dry time dry. of just Quiet. just saying, God, you know, staying persistent and we know you have more for us. We we don't really know what it is, but we know you have more than what we're doing right now. You know, give us a glimpse and we went on a missions trip. To Belize with our church and just felt a little bit of a rekindling there, not a, not an immediate calling, not an aha moment, as she would say. Um, but just like, you know, I've still got plans for you, you know, the same plans that I had 30 years ago. And so we started looking more, at least in that direction. We, our lives were getting to where we felt they were better and more on track, you know? So two years later, we went on another mission trip to Honduras and it was an Absolute aha moment, as she would say. <laughs> um, it was God called us. It, there was no question whatsoever. Um, it was confirmed by our pastor. Um, we we came in from this time of prayer, and um, he said, "Does anybody have anything they want to share before we get into a devotion?" And I said, "I do." And he said, "When I opened my mouth to speak, uh, he God just told him that's a that's a, a pastor, that's a minister getting ready to speak." So the next thing out of my mouth was God's called us in the ministry full time into missions. And so afterwards he came up to me and said, Hey, I just want to tell you this meant like this has happened once before God confirmed that before you opened your mouth. So, um, we haven't looked back. We've been preparing and it's been kind of a long journey, you know, going through, um, credentialing and, and missionary training and COVID and all that. But that's kind of where we're, that's kind of how we got to where we are now.
0: So, um, I, 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 that's, that's this is so cool. I'm, I'm, so, I was listening to you, Tara, uh, a few moments ago, and you said that when you guys were in your mid-teens, that you were at a Bible study or something like that, and you felt like the Lord had called you to missions, and then... Somebody who's leading, and you kind of broke up there, so I want to make sure I get this right, but was it a missionary or somebody like that that, that spoke into your life saying, in essence, no, that's not God's will for your life, or that's, you're not ready, or something like that. That's where you broke up, and I didn't quite get what, what, what you were saying there. But is that about accurate, what, what, what he was saying to you? is was like, no, he was, he was kind of shutting you down. He was shutting down your passion and your call in that sense. Is that, is that accurate?
2: Yeah. That was actually after we were married and we after still had right. that. Yeah. And, and, uh, we were actually, my dad was pastor and he was out of town. Um, and he said, Hey, we're having a guest while I'm gone. Will you take him out to dinner and all that? And just had me kind of, you know, host that, that, uh, missionary. Right. And he was telling us really cool stories, you know, about sneaking Bibles into countries that don't allow Bibles. And we're like, man, that's just so cool. You know, how can we do this? And he said, well, are you in college? Have you had college? I said, no. He Neither one of you? No. He said, can't be a missionary if you don't have a college degree. And basically changed the
0: conversation and discouraged us. So we, yeah. just,
2: we just followed that discouragement rather than, you
0: him. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and not to dwell too much on that, I'm certainly not trying to throw him under the bus. My point is, is yeah. that later on in the conversation of what you said the Lord has done is that when you were at another meeting, and the pastor asked, is there anybody that has anything to say? And you said, yeah, I do. And then the Holy Spirit dropped in his heart, uh, there's a pastor here getting ready to open up his mouth and say something, and that you said right immediately after that, the Lord has called me to be a pastor, to go into ministry, to, to go into missions. Um, I, I think there's some people that need to hear about this, because I just heard this full circle thing kind of going around here in this, um, and I'm going to try to put the thoughts together here for for, for folks that are watching. There may be some people that uh, have have felt compelled and called to do a particular something in ministry and somebody or a circumstance has shut you down and it's discouraged you. It's put you in a place where you've kind of been put into the wilderness and you're roaming around and trying to figure out what is it because I know I feel this, at least I thought I felt it but now this man of God or this woman of God, this person that I respect that should know has then spoken down to me in such a way. Or maybe maybe not even a man of God or a woman of God, but, but somebody that has spoken to you that you respect or that you feel like might have some wisdom or insight. Or maybe it's a circumstance or maybe it's a sickness or maybe it's whatever that has discouraged you Um but here's what I want to encourage you with, is the Lord's going to bring this thing back around, and maybe it's right now, maybe there's through this uh, this couple that is speaking right now, talking of their story, and you just heard a like a 40-year journey encapsulated in about a five-minute testimony of how the Lord brought what the devil meant for evil and to try to shut down and discourage where the Lord brought it back and confirmed that to a man of God's heart that this was a man of God that is getting ready to go out and, and be called into the ministry. And I, I believe there's some people there that are watching here today, Carrie and Tara, that um, are maybe in that situation in between those two places. Uh, I would love for you to speak into those people's lives, maybe some folks that are watching. What would you say to people today that are that are discouraged and that are wandering in the wilderness and trying to figure out what God has for them? Um, I think, you know, for
2: me, I just, I just had to humble myself and I had to come to a point. I mean, I knew I wasn't where I needed to be. Like I said, I never turned my back on God, but, um, you know, part of me says, well, what's the difference? You weren't following him either. You know, um, at least not, not, you know, not like I should have been. And I just had to come to a point where I was like, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I just don't want to be where I'm at right now, you know? And I just, um, it was, it was, I just, it just came to a, a, like every night late in bed, I would just, just pray, you know, to myself quietly. Um, just God, I don't know what to say. Just fix it, you know, just make me better, make me a better Christian, make me a better person, you know, and, and change my life. And before I mess it up, before my job gets in the way of my marriage and my, my relationship with my kids and you know just uh, I don't you know I, I knew all this stuff was was at risk because of I, I just didn't prioritize and I didn't have a, um, a, uh, a daily you know devotional time and prayer time and, and I just I just you know I, I knew I wasn't and I didn't I wasn't thinking missions at this point that was that was kind of way off in the back file cabinet somewhere of my, of my brain, you know. Um, and, um, but I would just encourage people just, I mean, just be willing and, you know, be willing to do whatever and be obedient and and get into the word and get into prayer because you have to have that relationship with God. If he's going to use you, you, you have to, you have to give your, your, your effort in in that relationship. He says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. He doesn't Mm -hmm. just say, Hey, say the word and I'm there. I mean, he's there always, but you got to dig in. You got to, you got to want it, you know, to really have that relationship. Um, but I also would say, um, if you've had, you know, discouragement like we did, um, God, the Bible says that, um, you know, uh, he said before you were in your womb, you know, I, I knew you, and he talks about knowing the plans that he, that he had, you know, talking to different people in the Bible, he knew what he had for me before I was ever born. He knew that, I'd be heading for Bolivia before I was ever first called into ministry. Um, he will bring it back around. He'll see it to completion. Um, my my word of encouragement would be: just humble yourself, get into the Word, and and don't don't focus on that destination. Focus on where you're at right now, and that's one thing. Even after he called us into ministry, our, we went to our district uh, to kind of get that approval, and um, our district missions director said. You know, I want to pray with you before you go. I can see the calls on your life, but I want to ask you are, you, are you soul winners? And the quick answer to that is yes. You know, I go on these missions trips and I try to live a Christian life. I started feeling convicted after that. You know, what am I doing? What, who am I reaching? Well, as I mentioned, you know, I work on the ambulance. I've been a paramedic for several years and EMT for several years before that. And I never prayed with people on the ambulance. And God started convicting me about that, saying, "You're you're dealing with people on the worst day of their life. Why don't you offer to pray for them once in a while?" And so I did. I started, and God has just opened doors and opportunities for me to minister to the people and just pray with them in their time of need. Um, and, and I think that that's one thing that I've learned since our refreshed calling in the ministry is ministry starts right here and right now, and mm. it, we don't wait to minister when we get somewhere. And uh, we've just been trying. We've been trying to be obedient in that respect.
1: And then um, I read a book a couple years ago, but one of the main things that stuck out to me was when God says something is going to happen, like when he puts a call on your life. he said it. And it may be years, but it will come to completion because what he said will happen. And so you have to go back and hold on to what he told you is going to happen. And if God, don't let the naysayers discourage you. You may not know the path you're going to take to get there, but if he said it, it's going to happen.
0: That's so good. You know, there's always, folks, there's always going to be naysayers, always. There's always going to be someone that's going to try to tell you you're not qualified, you're not worthy. Um, there's going to be always someone that's going to try to shoot you down, shut you down. Uh, as, as Tara said, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. You got to know if God's called you, that he's got a plan for you and it will come to pass in his time in his way but stay focused on him don't look to the left to the right tune out the stuff that is not of the Lord and in fact the Holy Spirit can help you to filter out that stuff and um, there's gonna be some people that he's gonna bring into your life they're gonna speak into your life even right now I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking into your life uh, words of encouragement to let you know that his plan will be fulfilled in your life and no matter what circumstance you're in no matter what anybody said to you or about you it doesn't matter because god is not saying those things about you his word is not saying those things about you and his plans will be accomplished and carrie and Tara are prime examples of that because here they are on the cusp of going to a country of bolivia and if you will i would like for you guys to just share a little bit about what's going on in bolivia and what the lord is calling you to there in that country
2: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start in a minute. Okay. Um, so we're going to work at a home for kids whose parents are in prison. And the way that got started was uh, missionaries went to Bolivia. They went to do a prison ministry with a women's prison. And there were kids everywhere in the prison. And they said, what are these kids doing here? And the parents said, the mother said, well, we didn't have any other place to take them. We had no family to take them. So we had to bring them with us. So these kids are sleeping on concrete. Most of them. You, ha- you have to have um, money to have a, a, a cell or a room in, in prisons in Bolivia.
1: It's third world country prisons. It's not Absolutely. like here. Yeah,
2: it's, it's rough conditions. These kids, um, I'll, I'll let her talk about statistics and stuff. But basically, they built a home. And they brought some of these kids out of the prison and put them in this home and their housing. Uh, right now, I think 36 kids in the home, giving them love, making sure they get an education, giving them three square meals a day. But I'll let you talk a little bit about statistics okay. if you want
1: Yeah, um, in the prison, it's not promised or guaranteed that the kids will get meals at mealtime every day. Um, They don't get to leave to go to school. That's our understanding. We haven't been there yet. But so the the Bolivian Hope Center is where we're going to be working, but they get to house um, 36 kids over the age of five. Uh, They get guardianship over them, either until their parent gets out of prison or until the kids are old enough to go out on their own. And then kids under the age of five Monday through Friday, but they bus the kids back and forth from the prison to the home um, and then back to their moms at night and on the weekends. So kind of like daycare, but they get to get out of prison too. Um, then there are also 700 meals fed weekly to neighborhood street children from the Bolivian, or the Bolivian Hope Center feeds them. Um, the statistic is that three kids under the age of six are abandoned daily in Coach Obama, like abandoned on the street. They don't have a foster care system like we do. They don't have um I don't they don't have hope like we do. It's an animistic country. Um they worship religion, they worship Pachamama. so they don't have hope like we have hope in Jesus. We can trust that God says, you know, he'll take care of the sparrows. So why do we worry? They don't they don't have that yet. So hmm. we're going to go and help with that.
0: Wow, that's, you know, so heavy uh, when you think about that. It breaks my heart, uh, these precious little children. uh, And it's hard for us to fathom that in the United States of America, that that sort of thing would go on in this hemisphere. This is Bolivia. This is in South America, folks. This is not too far away from where we're living that this is going on where uh, it's hard to imagine that kids are in prisons with their parents um, and, and being subjected to that sort of thing. So you all, your idea, your calling is to go down there to this home, I guess it's been built for them, and to be foster parents and caretakers of the home and these children. Is that the idea? Essentially, yes.
2: And um, so we're we are going as missionary associates until um, we further our credentialing and are approved as full-time missionaries, which is that ab- absolutely is our goal.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so um, we're going to work with the missionaries that are in in the home right now, just in the but part of the idea is that um, they have been pretty tied up with the home and haven't been able to do outreach like like with indigenous groups, uh, you know, going out into the jungle and up in the Andes mountains. So with us, they're kind of doubling up the teamwork, and we'll be able to do both. So we'll, mm. we'll help in the home with with the kids um, and just just love on the kids. I I said, what's our job description going to be? He goes, I just want you to get to know these kids and love on them, you know?
1: So that if they're having a bad day, we can notice and do something. Or if they're having a good day, you know, we can
0: celebrate with them.
2: But, But, and then, like I said, we'll be able to help them do outreach that they're not able to do just because they're short handed, you know?
0: Yeah, and the opportunity to just—here's the, the thing, too. I guess you've seen this uh, and thought about this, but you have—is it 35 kids that you're potentially going to have in that home? Is that right?
1: Yeah,
0: there 35, 30, 36. Think about that congregation. Think about them as a congregation, right? And that they're there all day long, pretty much, most of them, you know, seven days a week, I mean, every day of the month. And you're able to to continually pour into these moldable hearts— you know the gospel and the love and the hope of jesus christ um and and that generation of 35 will grow up one day you know and become grown-ups and marry and then they'll have christ in their lives and think about the uh, how that continues to ripple out from there and and how You know those 35 will make 70 and then 70 will make 140 and really more than that because they'll have kids and then they'll be able to speak into their lives so think about the the potential that is there for these precious children that you have to speak into their lives and point them to the hope that they absolutely can have in jesus christ and the joy that they can find in relationship with him what a great opportunity i'm i'm so excited for you guys what an, op- what an awesome opportunity to pour the love of Christ uh, into these precious children. Um, as we wrap this up here today, um, I believe there's some people that might need to, that, that are watching here today, that you're, you're watching this and you're saying, well, first off, how can I know more about uh, what this couple is doing, what Carrie and Tara are getting ready to do to go to Bolivia? Well, there's a. We're going to post a little uh, uh, contact information here at the bottom of the screen right now for for you to be able to reach out to them and see if maybe there's something you can do to partner with them in some way. Pray, pray for them. Maybe support them uh, financially as they're continuing to raise the necessary funds monthly to to go to Bolivia to do this special work. Um, uh, maybe there's something else that you can do to partner with them or just want to reach out and encourage them in some way uh please uh, uh get that link on the bottom of the screen and connect with them and and just reach out to them and, and let them know uh that you love them and that you're praying for them and maybe even can partner together with them but maybe you're sitting here today too and you're saying well that, that's great for them and i'm really excited for them but I, I just feel so discouraged right now with all this going on in the world i don't know how i can make a difference and, and i've had some situations in my life or people that have spoken over me and it's just really caused me to just feel like i'm not worthy or qualified um to do what i feel in my heart deep in my heart that god's called me to do but i just don't see a path right now i i I, i'm not encouraged right now i I need someone to to speak into my life i need the lord to open up a door i need to see some hope in my life um and i don't know if maybe uh, carrie or or tara whichever one of you would want to pray right now for the folks that are viewing that are maybe just in the state of discouragement right now and need to be encouraged that, um, Maybe through this broadcast even, that, that they're getting hope and that they're being encouraged and that God does have a purpose and a plan for their life. And I think we just need to pray encouragement over some people today that are watching this broadcast. Would uh, Whichever one of you feels led to pray, pray for the folks that are viewing here today. And then at the end of that, uh, we would like to also pray uh, for you both as the Lord continues to uh, uh, make a way for you to get down to Bolivia and provide you know the necessary funds for you and what have you um and god will just keep his hand of protection over you and use you uh for his glory there so i would love for you to lead in prayer and then at the end of that uh, we'll we'll pray for you but i'm asking everyone if you will if you're watching this today and you're discouraged be encouraged today bow your heads in prayer with us right now as we lead as we pray over you right now would you bow your heads
1: Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity today to be able to speak with the people that are listening, Lord. Lord, may something be an encouragement to every listener today. But Lord, for those that are in a dark place right now or discouraged that just don't know what to do next, Lord, I just ask that someone be a light in their life, Lord. Let them speak hope and life into them, Lord. And Lord, you speak light and life and love and hope into them as well. And Lord, I pray that their ears are tuned in to hear what you have for them, Lord. Let them open their Bibles daily. Let them search your word, Lord. And if there's something that they don't understand, God, let them ask and just say, God, I don't understand this. Can you reveal it to me? Show me what you have for me in this. And then, Lord, I also pray that daily that their focus would be turned off of themselves and onto the people that are around them, people that they may not have noticed before, people that they have passed on the street a hundred times. Let them see them in a different light, Lord. Let them start to have eyes like your eyes, God. Help us to see people around us with a love that you have for them, God. And let it not be for our glory, but let it be for yours, Lord. Help us to be a link in the chain to bring others to you, God. Lord, I just ask that you would help people to be able to spot others that need you and be able to go up to them and say, how can I pray with you? Or just to notice little things, to see I see that you have a limp. Can I pray for you? Or I see that you're in pain. Can I pray for you? Or I see that you have, you know, pain on your face. How can I, how can I stand by you? How can I help you today? Lord, help us to be um, not afraid. Give us boldness. Help us to, to be able to reach others for you. Even if it's just to give a small little smile on someone's face that they pass on the street. Lord, I pray for people to speak life into the listeners ears. And I pray that they listen, Lord. And the big thing that's on my heart today is to help us get our eyes off ourselves. Help us to not be selfish. Even if we don't realize that we're being selfish, help us to not be selfish. Help us to look at what you have in store for us to do for others, to further the kingdom. In Jesus name I pray.
0: Amen, Lord, and we thank you also for Carrie and for Tara and their heart for you, Lord God. This journey of these decades that has brought them to where they are right now, where your plan for their life would not be thwarted, would not be shut down, would not be discouraged. And Lord, you're now in in your sovereign time Uh, You're opening up the doors for them to go to Bolivia and I pray God that you would uh, That you would continue to provide for them that they would raise the necessary support That you'd give them favor in every possible way to get them to Bolivia as soon as possible So they can start loving on these precious children with the love of Christ All these precious children that you've created they're precious in your sight Lord our heart just breaks when we hear the stories that are going on in this world. There's such a brokenness in this world today. The world is absolutely broken. But Lord, we thank you that you are the mender of broken lives. And Lord, there's some children in Bolivia that need to be mended by your precious and powerful love. And God, I thank you that you're going to use Carrie and Tara to that end to to, to heal these precious children and to expose them to the gospel and let them open up their hearts to receive you lord jesus and as they grow into adulthood that they wouldn't abandon you or neglect you but that they would grow to love you more and that that those 35 will turn to 70 and to 140 and to 280 and on and on and just continue lord god to expand lord god through this through this core this nucleus of precious children that many thousands upon thousands upon tens of thousands uh, will come to know you until you return, Lord God. And as Carrie and Tara are faithful to what you called them to do, and they're blooming where they're planted, and they're loving who you placed in their care, and they're stewarding well the responsibilities that you placed in, a, a, at their fingertips. Lord God, that they would be Christ to not only these kids, but everybody that, that's impacted, that's peripherally related to these kids. And we thank you, Lord God, that you're making a difference in and through their lives. Lord, we just ask that you be with us now as we go from this broadcast and that we would be encouraged in you and that we would see the brokenness and, and not say there's nothing that we can do, but instead see that we can make a difference where we are with what we have and love on people and heal in men broken hearts uh, as we reach out to them in love to make that difference, to be selfless in our actions and our activities for you. We love you. And we thank you, Jesus, for these things in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, it's so good to have uh, Carrie and Tara with us. And we're so thankful uh, for you guys being here with us today. Thank you for spending some time sharing your heart, encouraging us with your stories and inspiring us to do for God's kingdom what God's called us to do as well uh, can't wait to hear the good reports of what God's going to do in and through your lives in Bolivia again if you want to reach out to this precious couple there's the contact uh, information at the bottom of the screen please do so reach out to them and let them know you love them and you're praying for them uh, Carrie and Tara thank you for joining us today uh, God <laughs> bless you guys and thank you all for tuning in today Uh, on this broadcast of The Harvest. If you feel like this would be an encouraging broadcast to share with someone else, please do so. Share this link right now with your friends on Facebook. And until next time, we'll see you again on The Harvest. God bless you.